Welcome back to Blake's Take. I'm Blake Neiman, and I'll give you my take on local and national sports from the Willamette Valley and beyond. I hope you're all having a terrific Tuesday, just getting right along through the week. Hope you all had a great day yesterday, great start, and uh, welcome to another episode, and let's get right into some sports news. Uh, starting off yesterday with the great Monday night football action between the Washington football team and the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, and it went down uh, very exciting in this game. Uh, it was a slow start for both teams, uh, but the Steelers, then in the second, Big Ben would connect with Anthony Johnson to get things started. Later in that quarter, Big Ben would connect with James Washington, who would make his way around defenders and into the end zone for the 60-yard score to go up 14-0. Washington would then get on the board as time expired in the half with a field goal. Then Washington would get things started rolling in uh, to the start of the second half uh, with Peyton Barber punching it in on the goal line to make it a one-score game. As the, at the start of the fourth, Alex Smith would connect with a wide-open Logan Thomas to tie this game up 17 apiece and really give the Steelers a run for their money in this game. Washington would then take their first lead of this game with a field goal with just two minutes remaining to really uh, put some scare in the Steelers. The Steelers would try and make something happen late in this game, but would ultimately get shut down by the Washington defense, who would bat down the ball and would pick it off to seal the deal in this game. So Washington gets the 20-17 to upset over the Steelers, uh, previously unbeaten. And uh, the Steelers uh, were just trying to get a win in this game and remain undefeated. Looked good at the start, but ended up losing this game and very unfortunate for the Steelers. But, I mean, I personally saw this coming after their performance against the Ravens last week. They did not connect last week. They did not just have that chemistry that they were normally having. And they have had a pretty soft schedule all season. So we could have seen this coming, but... I didn't see it coming from the Washington football team, so great win, uh, upset for them, and we'll see how the Steelers uh, try and bounce back from this next week. Uh, as far as NBA, uh, with the 2020-21 season, NBA calendar officially starts, and it's right around the corner, starting on December 23rd and uh, extending through the new holiday season and into next year in 2021. So let's get a rundown of the early early uh, schedule and uh, make sure you mark your calendars for uh, what's happening. Uh the broadcast schedule starts on Wednesday, December 23rd with the Warriors versus the Nets on ESPN at 5 o'clock, 2 o'clock actually. Then on the same night the at 5 p.m., the Clippers will play the Lakers at 5 p.m. Then on uh, Thursday, the 24th, the Bucks will play the Celtics uh, at 2.30. And then on that same day, the Mavericks will play the Suns at 5.30 on ESPN. All these games will be on ESPN. Uh so those are just the the few games that will lead up before Christmas. So I was just making sure you guys mark your calendars for those. It's very early, but it's always to get a good head and uh, get excited for this. Uh, all lots of basketball action that we've had during quarantine, and it's right going to get started right around the corner, uh, coming up very very soon, uh, within two weeks. So uh, make sure you mark your calendars for that. As far as local sports, uh, we had a uh, bballdreams.com. They released their uh, rankings for the top 10 boys basketball team and girls, but mainly uh, paid attention to the boys basketball team today and their rankings. So they reached a, a lot out of statement and a pretty interesting uh, take on uh, the Flumouth boys basketball team. And so right now I'm going to let you hear a quick take um, from Robbie Schaff uh, and tell you uh, why the rankings are for Philomath basketball team and what they're going to look like this season. So here you go. Listen to that. Let's start up top. Let's start with the 4A. We're talking boys basketball right now. Give us your top 10 Oregon 4A boys basketball for the people that don't know it. Uh, Okay. I'll just rattle off the top 10 real fast. 
you got Marist, Cascade, Marshfield, Gladstone, Woodburn, Klamath Union, Banks, Junction City, Hidden Valley, and Philomath. And there was a, a <laughs> large internal strife about who was going to go at 10, but we decided with Philomath. What made you pick Philomath? I was going to ask you that. What was it about Philomath that gave the best spot? There are two reasons. Number yeah. one is Blake Ecker. Mm-hmm. Blake Ecker has been the head coach at Philomath forever and is widely regarded as one of the best coaches in 4A. Mm-hmm. Year in, year out, Philomath is competitive, sometimes in spots where they should not be competitive. Frankly, last year, we kind of fell in love with Philomath, watching them and covering them, because if you watched Philomath last year, there was a very large overachievement factor. From the perspective of you look at their, you know, sometimes you just look at a team and they just look like a dominant force. Mm-hmm. You just look at some teams and you're just like, okay, they're going to walk in the gym and beat whoever they play by 30 points. Right. Some teams you look at and you say, okay, they're going to get beat by 30 points by everybody they play. Philomath did not pass the eye test in a lot of games. There were a lot of games they walked into the gym, and if you just looked at them or had seen the other team play, you would say, okay, Philomath's going to lose by 15 points. Right. And then they'd win. And they'd win comfortably. And part of this was, if you watch Philomath last year, the dedication to defense and just rebounding and all the hustle stats that coaches talk about, mm-hmm. it was it was like the, the personality of Blake Ecker was just bleeding into the roster. They were one of the most hardest working, hard-nosed teams you've ever seen play basketball. And I wish they would have had a chance in the state tournament. But the reason we picked Philomath is because of the uh, continued presence of Blake Ecker and they have some dudes that, if they develop, could be some top-end players in their league. Specifically, Ty May is, is the one we're talking about. If he develops the way a lot of people in that league that we've talked to think he could, Philomath could be a very legitimate top team, top 10 team this year. They could be a potential Forest Grove team again. What, That's uh, why we them at 10. What year is Ty May? What grade is oh, he goodness. I believe, I believe this year he is a... Junior. Junior. Gotcha. I know he's not a senior. I know he's not a senior. Right. Oh, okay. That's good. Okay. So very interesting take. I mean, I love the take. I love the support that uh, Robbie had. I appreciate his support for the Flowmouth program, Blake Ecker, and all the stars and upcoming players that we have in our program. I appreciate his take on our hard work ethic because that is what Flowmouth is all about, the defense, the work, the grit. And I appreciate just everything, he, the compliments of our coach, Blake Ecker, and the coaching staff and our success and our underdog status that we come out and uh, we play hard. I appreciate all those statements. Don't get me wrong. Appreciate all the support from him. But he said such good statements, yet we are ranked at 10. I felt it was very unfair that Marist gets the one seed. They were going one seed into the tournament this upcoming season, and we were number two. How did they can stay at number one in the preseason rankings and we fall down to number 10? Those just don't line up. I mean, we lost some seniors, but, I mean, we filled them back up. Like, this year, like, they're not accounting for Chase Beardsley, Cole Beardsley. We got some key players coming up, and we still have Mike Lundy, a freaking all-league player. And uh, it's just very interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting take for me, but he didn't contradict why we are number 10 instead of number two, number one. I mean, we have some strong talent on this Flumith high school basketball team and don't make, don't, and they definitely gave a good take on time. A 
They said he's a junior. This man is still a sophomore. Don't forget that. He's still a sophomore. So we still have lots of potential for this Philomath basketball team. And I'm pretty sure these rankings are going to change. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that take from him. And uh, that's this is just my personal opinion on uh, what Philomath basketball is going to look like. And I think we're going to end up being ranked a lot higher than number 10. So expect great things from this Philomath basketball team come May and June. I expect great things. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. I appreciate the support, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. And uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. Happy Tuesday.